interesting in the news happening this week that we want to talk about, or are we just going <laughs> to... I don't know. What's happened in the news this week? Let's see. There's that leak from the Supreme Court yeah. about possibly overturning Roe v. Wade. There's apparently some sort of thing going on with Johnny Depp and his ex-wife, Amber Heard. Uh-huh. And I've honestly heard too much about that. I really don't want to talk about because I don't care enough. Um, let's see what else has been going on. There was a little something you and I had discussed earlier. Hmm. Hmm, what could that be? Could it have anything to do with the Department of Homeland Security having a new disinformation grievance board that uh, that actually directly affects us? or <laughs> Like the, the, the same one that we had discussed that uh, they were is an expansion of something that they had discussed that we had discussed a month ago? Something like that. So... I'm trying to figure out like what what um yeah how do we go how do we how do we reach this by 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 the way by the way the title of this week's episode of the Vador Chronicles radio show presents News of the Week with Jason Cousineau starring Jason Cousineau and Eric Reiner King Fisk is more government more government controls because I'm going to make the case mm-hmm that the Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Grievance Board with this crazy, whacked-out woman who's absolute batshit crazy. Yeah. And Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court is indirectly interconnected. Oh, and by the way... um. Just as a brief aside, so I open up my computer to look at my show notes, and it was just like, <laughs> this post goes against our community standards, but it may be sensitive to some people. Oh, I'm sorry. This post doesn't go against our community standards, but it may be sensitive to other people. And this is from a post as far back as August 11th, 2020, a year and a half ago. And I'm like, what could, what could it be? What could it be? Oh, it's a JFK autopsy photo. Oh, okay. <laughs> nothing, nothing like rehashing an old post of mine. Right. So Nina Jankowitz, which sounds like a joke to me, sort of like Bobbitt or whatever. Right. Here's my official portrait to grab your attention. Now that I've got it. A huge focus of our work, and indeed, one of the key reasons the board was established, is to maintain the department's commitment to protecting free speech, privacy, civil rights, and civil liberties. And this is coming from the woman who sank the Hunter Biden story by calling it Russian misinformation. Yeah, so the thing is... So she's honored to be serving in the Biden's administration's Department of Homeland Security's new counter disinformation efforts. Now, what's disinformation, Jay? God, you, this is deja vu. This really is. This really is. Hold on. I was going to say, let me let me go back into the archives here of, of links that we had. Let's see. trying to figure out which which episode was it that we were actually talking about this yeah it was it was the episode on miss dis and malinformation literally a month ago yeah literally a month ago where is how come it's the episode that we we called podcasting as an act of violence right and where is my there it is Podcasting is an act of violence against the establishment and link. The United States federal government's policy against misdis and malinformation basically outlaws many First Amendment rights. Jason Cousineau and Eric Render King Fisk discuss the latest efforts from Washington, D.C. through the new Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency and the penalties for speaking out against the official narrative or simply asking questions about COVID origins or vaccine mon- mandates. Actually, that was we recorded that on February 18th, 2022. 
Right. So misinformation is false. This is according to CISA.gov, which is the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. So misinformation is false, but not created or shared with the intent of causing harm. Disinformation is deliberately created to mislead, harm, or manipulate a person, social group, organization, or country. Malinformation is based on fact, but used out of context to mislead, harm, or manipulate. As we mentioned in that episode, who defines whether or not it's being used to mislead, harm, and manipulate? Who determines whether it is false or not because it depends on who's the one who, that bothers me the most out of all this the more i think about it is the malinformation right because malinformation is fact but used out of context so according to this every news organization in the united states with the possible exception of small-time people like us, like all of your major news outlets, including newspapers, um, radio stations, talk radio, and anything that's on cable news. I don't care what you're watching on cable news. It is full of malinformation. All of it is. All of it is. Because it is used out of context to mislead. Yes. Period. Or manipulate. Well, here, here's harm. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Here's the little tidbit that Nina wanted to highlight on her own Twitter page, and this is this is right out of George Orwell's 1984 or Animal Farm. You, you pick. DHS is standing up a new disinformation grievance board to coordinate countering misinformation related to homeland security focused specifically on irregular migration and Russia. Nina Jankowitz will head the board as executive director. She previously was a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center, advised the Ukrainian Foreign Ministry as part of the Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship and oversaw Russia and Belarus's programs at the National Democratic Institute, which the Democratic National Institute is a liberal think tank. Now, what they're getting at here is that if you say something that they think is misinformation, well, see, you're, you're a Russian agent. Right. And what bothers me is the they think, right? Because what people are forgetting is that the wheel turns. The Democrats are not going to be in power forever. Do you want Donald Trump to wield this power if you're a Democrat? Because of course not. eventually he will. When you, when you say Donald Trump, you don't mean Donald Trump specifically. You, you mean the next Donald Trump. Exactly. Or the, exactly next, the, and, the next orange man bad, whatever form orange, right. man, bad, orange man bad takes, you know? Yeah, like the, the next Republican who is repulsive to you and your beliefs but you repeat yourself exactly and by and by the way i i apologize for not apologizing my wife and my son are making dinner in the background ah, okay. so there's the entire notion for i think it was i i think it was almost like a full week was was it a full week april 27th when was april 27th just look at the calendar according Last to when week it was last week. It was last Wednesday, so it's not even a full week. Yep. But the the everybody on on the left were saying that it's like if you're not spreading falsehoods, you have nothing to be worried about. And well, how do you define falsehoods? Is what I want to ask these people. Falsehoods are whatever goes against the mainstream establishment narrative. Like for example, right. so like Quoting the UK study that found that the more shots you get, the more likely you are to get COVID and the more harshly it is to, going to affect you once you get it. Quoting that, which goes against the official state, um, the, the CDC narrative, that now becomes what, malinformation? Or would that be, no, that would be malinformation. Because it's based on facts, but used out of context. Context here being 
trust the U.S. government right. to manipulate people into thinking for themselves. Exactly. And let's, let us not forget that this push to create this was at least seeded by, if it wasn't wholesale, created for because Elon Musk bought Twitter. It's funny how Elon Musk bought Twitter and then a, a few days later, this agency springs into existence. Right, because apparently the Department of Homeland Security National Terrorism Advisory System and the Cyber Security Infrastructure and Security Agency having something to do with this wasn't enough once Elon Musk bought Twitter. Right, as soon as Elon Musk um, announced that he was buying Twitter, and they lock down the source code so that outgoing employees will not muck with the, with, with the software. They changed something because all of a sudden I was getting likes for posts that I posted maybe a year and a half, two years ago. And well, all the other sudden, thing too that I've seen on uh, like other people like Dave Rubin, for example, was saying he all of a sudden started getting tens of thousands of new followers every day. Whereas liberal people were saying they were losing followers. So something about the algorithm, and I'm going to put that in air quotes, was definitely screwed up. Yeah. And people and had screwed. asked me if I had quit Twitter and I came back because of Elon Musk. And I says, I've been posting on Twitter all this time. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, all of a sudden your posts are showing up on my feed again. Well, that's awfully coinkydinkle. Now, of course, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I'm going to, you know, come out and say, well, that, 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 that doesn't seem right. <laughs> that, seems, that seems kind of odd, don't you think? Right. As, as soon as it's announced that he bought Twitter and that they've locked down the source code, something's changed. All I'm going to say is I'm going on official record right now as saying that I will start drinking Coca-Cola again once Elon Musk buys Coca-Cola and then starts putting cocaine back in it. I am definitely going to be consuming more soda after that point. And here's the funny thing. As soon as he announced that he bought Twitter, Twitter became fun again. Right. Because people are able to post more outlandish things. A coincidence? I, I, I don't think so. And, no, and, and, and conservatives who said that they would never post on Twitter... Friends of mine from the region have joined Twitter and that they're slowly dipping their toes in the water to see, well, like, like what happens. And then a couple of days after that, they have this disinformation grievance board as a part of Department of Homeland Security to combat disinformation. And it's like, if you post disinformation, well, then you're working for the Russians, Jay. Yeah, you're working for the Russians. And, it, and it, it's 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 craziness. So from Wednesday, when they announced that there's this new disinformation grievance board or what all of us have been calling the Ministry of Truth, liberals were like, oh, you shouldn't have anything to worry about. Stop your crying. Stop your complaining. You know, maybe maybe you'll think twice about posting things that are, quote, disinformation. Actually, I am. It, they, they're absolutely correct on that. I am thinking twice about it. I'm more likely to post it now if it might be construed as misinformation. But you're an idiot conspiracy theorist if you think that there's anything to this. Stop crying. Stop complaining. The government is only here to help. Now, now it's I used to work for that government. I know how incompetent <laughs> it is. Now it's Tuesday, May 3rd. And there was a released document that has everybody all upset. The Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe v. Wade or Roe versus Wade, which is going to make abortion a state issue. Your state, your governor, your um, state well, Supreme Court, your states are I going to have to decide whether or not you can I, have an it abortion should be or not. something decided by Congress of each state, the lawmaking body of each state. It shouldn't be a decision made by a governor or a court system. Well, and 
if they are overturning, which I have my reservations about because the Supreme Court is known for not leaking things. So I have my suspicions about this. But if this is actually true and if they actually do overturn Roe v. Wade, it will be because it's a shit legislation. It's not something the courts should be deciding. It's something that should be decided not in a court of law, but in a lawmaking body. If they overturn it, that would be the only valid reason I can think of. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I don't think that it's up. I don't think that you should be legislating from the bench. Correct. I honestly don't. I don't think that I don't think it's up to you. If you are a judge to make new law out of whole cloth, out of thin air, it should be something that should be voted on by the Congress and the Senate and signed into law by the president. The liberals have had control of the House, the Senate, and the White House. They've had supermajorities many times during the last 50 years. If this was such a big deal for them, they shouldn't have passed a, 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 con, a constitutional amendment. There should be some kind of a federal law. If it was really important to you liberals, then your liberal lawmakers should have already passed a law making abortion legal in all 50 states and American territories around the world. Well, that's the thing, right? If it really was important to them, it's and they've supposedly every single time there was a Republican going into office, why the fuck did they not take it out of the hands of something that can be so easily overturned and make it into something that has to be a law that gets removed off the books, which is a lot harder to do? Not a hard question. Not a hard question to ask, but a very question. It's it's almost as if they want the controversy. Now, I, I want to go on record and say this. I am against any law that says you can't do something. I'm a libertarian in this regard. If you want to get piercings and gauges and tattoos, and if if you want to drive a Sherman tank to work, if you want to build a rocket and fly your ass to the moon, you should be able to do all of that within reason. You should be able to take whatever drug you want to take if 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 you're suffering and dying from cancer and you're in excruciating pain and you want to take your own life you should be able to take your own life if if you want to if you want to get super fat and obese and and you want to inject like lard like like right into your body like reverse liposuction you should be able to do that within reason i can agree with that okay within within reason and as long as it's not affecting other people in other words you're taking all of these illegal drugs it is okay for the state to say whether it's the state or the federal government when i say state i mean governing body to say okay you've got to pass a drug test before we provide you with WIC, with um food stamps with whatever any assistance we want you to be clean right because in the same thing with any private corporation. We want you to pass a drug test. You know, just because cocaine is legal doesn't mean it's a good idea to do it while you're operating a, a, a motor vehicle. Yes. Or, you know, it's a good idea to do it while working. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that as well. Yeah. I mean, I'll also go so far as say that if you're a drug addict, you should be able to get treatment for your addiction. I draw the line at somebody being an addict and staying at home, suckling off the teat of public welfare and choosing not to go to work. If you don't work or if you don't provide goods or services, if you don't, if you don't have a job, right. you, should, you should not be allowed to loaf and suckle off the system. You right. need to well, take responsibility for your well-being. Right. And if honestly, if you can afford drugs, then you can afford to pay your rent. You can afford to buy your food. Exactly. You know, and, I mean, it's it's just 
just because a drug is illegal doesn't mean it's okay for you to do it while someone else is paying the bills for you. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever it is that you want to do with your body, that's your choice. If you want to take ivermectin to treat COVID, you should be able to take ivermectin. If yeah. you, if you want to take a vaccine for COVID nineteen, you can take a COVID for 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 uh, to to fight off COVID. If you don't want to take that vaccine because you think that Bill Gates put in a microchip to track your ass, and you're not worried about the phone that you carry around everywhere that actually does track your ass. <laughs> I, How do you think GPS works, people? Go ahead. I believe in full body autonomy. Okay, if you right. if you I don't like the idea of abortion. I don't like what abortion is, but that's some other woman's body. That's her body. That's her choice. If I want to have a tattoo on my bicep of George Lazenby, I should be able to get a tattoo of George Lazenby on my bicep. With the exception of if whether or not my wife approves and whether or not she'll still sleep with me if I get a tattoo of George Lazenby on my bicep, okay? But that's but, but that's a privacy thing. That's know? a privacy that's, that's, thing. That's you and your wife. You know what I mean? Um, it's uh, and that is a liber- the true libertarian point of view, right? Your body, you put into it what you want. However, as soon as you start imposing on other people, they can object to how much they need to contribute to supporting you based on what you're deciding to do with your body, right? It's like if you are a salesperson, let's say, and you have a lot of tattoos on your face and a lot of facial piercings, some companies are not going to want to hire you to represent their businesses, right? plain and simple. In fact... Even if you're a coder who never deals with other companies whatsoever, and other than the people who know you, no one will know you work for the company, they may not want to hire you because they don't like the appearance that you've chosen to have. You can say it's wrong all you want, and I'm not going to disagree with you. However, if you're dependent upon them for your money, they can choose whether they want to give you that money or not. Well, it shouldn't matter as long as I'm doing a good job. I agree with you. Yeah. If I ran the company, I'd hire you if you were that good. Absolutely. However, comma, I'm not everybody. It's all about personal choices. I do not want to hire somebody who calls a coffee filter that's made out of upholstery fabric and mm-hmm. calls that a fedora. I don't want that person working with me. I don't want that person living with me. If you misidentify yeah. a poorly made trilby, as a fedora, I do not want you working with me. Well, if, if, actually, even if it's a well-made trilby and you identify it as a fedora, I don't. I don't. Want to be I don't. I don't want you in here. I don't want you working yep. for me. Right. Okay. Figured out. Right. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, it's all about personal choice. The minute that you make a law or pass a law or pass a ruling that says, "Once upon a time, up until yesterday, you can do this thing." Now you can't do this thing. I am against that. That also includes abortion. That includes drugs. That, and, and I'm an absolutist on this. Marijuana should never have been made illegal. Alcohol should never have been made illegal during prohibition. Okay? Prohibition was a horrible idea. Okay? I am completely, totally against the Supreme Court coming down with a ruling saying, you can't do this thing anymore. I'm against the government telling gay couples you can't be married anymore. I'm completely dead set against that. Right. I'm actually, here's where I'm going with this. I actually see these two issues related. The issue with the Department of Homeland Security having a disinformation grievance board being run by somebody who I think is a lunatic. I think she's nuts. I think she's certifiably. I think she's crazy. Okay. I think she's talented crazy. This is directly in relation to the Supreme Court floating a trial balloon saying that they are going to overturn Roe versus Way. This is not about abortion. 
This is not about free speech. This is not about freedom of expression. This is about control. This is about the government controlling every aspect of your life. Another aspect that scares the hell out of me is that there's this big, huge movement within Davros and the, the, the top elite. They want to turn everything into a subscription service. I'm sure that you've heard the phrase, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Yep. They want to turn everything into a monthly subscription. Like your house, you don't own your house. That's just a monthly subscription. Clothes, you don't own any clothes. That's and this, in, by the way, is all part of the Great Reset. It's all part of the Great Reset. Your clothes, you're not going to have closets full of clothes. You're going to be sent all the clothes that you will need for the next couple of months. And when you're done wearing them, you send them back and they, whoever they are, will send you what you're going to need to wear for the next season. With the exception of the super rich. Your car, everything, your car is going to be a permanent lease. You're going to have your car for maybe three to five years, turn it in, and you get what they decide they think you need for a car. Not about what you want, but what they think you need. If you have a family of five, and that's going away pretty soon because of the environment. If you have, if you have children, they're going to insist that you have like a minivan. The only people well, who... And- not only that, let's be honest, they're going to decide that you only are allowed to have two children and one must be a boy and one must be a girl and they will be able to manipulate that. Yeah, Brave New World. Yep. Huxley predicted that in his novel. And I'm not, I'm not sure if you really can control that with any kind of accuracy, but I'm sure that it's it's in the works. They want to control what you say and what you're able to read and watch on TV. They want to control what you consume. They want to control how and if you procreate. Because if they can tell you that you can't have an abortion, and they're going to kick that back down to states' rights, how soon are they going to turn around and say that if you're of childbearing age, you need to have at least one child? Could that actually happen? Could they impose a law like that? Well, why not? They're imposing uh, this is this thing that they're creating uh, department, whatever the hell it is that they're creating is a clear violation of the First Amendment. Oh, absolutely. It is a clear if I want to stand on the corner of the street and shout about how human is a result of the Anunnaki fucking monkey. Oh, hold on a second. What'd you say? What did you say? Oh, Anunnaki. <laughs> because they're fucking aliens and are fucking monkeys. And that is how humanity was started. And I have the scientific proof for it. I can say that all I want. I have a right to do that. Now, what I can't do, actually I can, but there are consequences. I can't stand on the corner and say that my neighbor, John, um, Cocklesmith was fucking a monkey last night. I can say that, but he can sue me for slander. Sure. And say that it's not true. There's right. Consequences to this stuff. Right. And there's no law against it. However, that what they're proposing with this misinformation, disinformation, malinformation bullshit department is that they can now tell you that you saying that is illegal. Well, no. That is a violation of the First Amendment. And I'm actually going to look up the wording of the First Amendment. Yeah, well, you're doing that. I want to just remind people. There was once a time when a Department of Homeland Security was outrageous. They could never do that. They could never get away with having a Department of Homeland Security, one giant umbrella agency that would be in charge of the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the FDA, right. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. Then 9-11 happened. No, well, hold on, hold on. Department of Homeland Security does not include the DOD. DOD what? is still separate. Okay, the, the DOD, DOD is, is still, still separate. separate. 
And wait, I, did I say the DOD or did I say the DOJ? The Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. Okay. That's DOD. That's DOD. Are you sure you about that? You didn't say DOD. You just listed everything in it. Okay. The DOJ is under the, the DHS, isn't it? Um, yes and no. Some branches are under DOD still under DOJ okay. some of it's under DHS but the Department of Homeland Security is pretty much all encompassing all- it's like yeah it's like the uh, uh, what is it the EPA the EPA is also under the, the the Department of Homeland Security well I don't know if it is or if it isn't but it's all encompassing right, I, right? W- I, I, I wonder if I'm being flagged right now by by reading looking into this here I am because I'm looking up the First Amendment to the Constitution okay so I know I'm being tracked the Department of Homeland Security works to improve the security of the United States. The department's work includes customs, borders, immigration, law enforcement, emergency responses to natural and man-made disasters, anti-terrorism work, and cybersecurity. The right. Pe- so, CISA is part of the Department of Homeland Security. Okay. I'm gonna. Re- okay. So the thing is, is that the parent agency of the part- Department of Homeland Security is the White House. Related agencies, FEMA, yeah, Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA Disaster Assistance, Transportation Security Administration, the U.S. Coast Guard, Computer Mm -hmm. Emergency Readiness Team, Federal Mm -hmm. Law Enforcement Training Center, Secret Service. So the Secret Service Mm -hmm. is a related agency. U.S. Secret Service and the Coast Guard both were part of the department, well... Secret Service was Department of the Treasury, and then the Coast Guard was Department of Transportation. And then when they created DHS, they threw both of them under DHS. Right. I remember that. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Federal Protective Services, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency. So I might be wrong on this. Yeah. DOD's different, so... I I almost I remember Mike Barnacle on WTKK with Sean um, Shaughnessy having heated conversations ab- about Army Navy Air Force Marines Coast Guard having to report and being a, under the umbrella of the Department of Homeland Security and if that was such a good idea or not that's probably you know how I'm getting all confuddled right now. But the idea of the Department of Homeland Security was a conspiracy theory before 9-11. 9-11 happened, and then a couple of days later, we have this thing called the Patriot Act. Oh, where did that come from? Well, we've had it on the shelf for a while. And all the conspiracy theorists were like, see, told you, told you, false flag. And also let us not forget that the DHS and the Patriot Act were passed with a Republican president. Yes. And and it was also voted on, voted for by Democrats and Republicans in the House and the Senate. Truly a bipartisan effort. And and every time that um, the Patriot Act was about to expire, it was also renewed by, by Barack Obama. And Donald Trump, and I think that it's up for renewal under Joe Biden. Do you think Joe Biden is going to keep the Department of Homeland Security or not? What do you think? I'm just going to go out on a limb and say yes. When is the Patriot Act up for renewal? I would almost guarantee you that Joe Biden is going to say, well, this is a wonderful thing. This is a wonderful thing. I'm, go- I'm going to renew this, and then I'm going to get some ice cream, maybe chocolate this time. And that was a wild conspiracy theory, and it will never happen. It will never happen. And of course, we were saying that there's there's going to be um, a division of the government that's going to prevent and combat, quote, disinformation. That'll never happen. That'll never, ever happen. Now it's a reality. Yep. Now, who's to say that we're not marching towards this red line that once we cross it, we can never go back because we've lost so many liberties. If we don't have the ability to say, this is bullshit, what the government is doing is bullshit. And Democrats and liberals and Democrat liberals, liberal Democrats, they should be they should be worried sick about this because what's going to happen? And you had mentioned this earlier. What's going to happen? 
when a Republican like, let's say, Newt Gingrich wins the White House or another Donald Trump wins the White House and he has the reins. He's got his his hand wrapped around the chain that's around the neck of this disinformation grievance board. What's going to happen when Donald Trump, who was claiming that CNN was was fake news, he's going to have this 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 pit bull to sick on news organizations like MSNBC and CNN and go after people like Rachel Maddow, who are trying to tell their truth. Are you going to be outraged then? Well, here's now you want to really. I'm going to put on my tinfoil conspiracy hat here. What if they're not worried about it because they know they're never going to lose again? That's a that's a that's a crazy conspiracy theory, Jay. It's completely insane because it's not like we've had any reason to to suspect any of the recent elections that have been held. How many elections in the past couple of years have been contested? Well, how do you define contested? People were saying that oh. Um, George Bush stole the election, or Barack Obama stole the election, or Donald Trump stole the every election. Every single one since Clinton. I'm gonna, I, you know what? I'm gonna go as far back as 1960 because people were claiming that Joseph Kennedy, Papa Kennedy, bought the election for oh, Jack okay, Kennedy. Okay, I see what you're saying, but I was meaning every single one since Clinton. Oh, every single one since Clinton. <laughs> Right. This is where, again, we need someone who's going to unite the country and not unite in mean by meaning, well, everyone on our side likes him. So everyone on the other side should like him, too. Exactly. Genuinely unite the country because they're willing to piss off the people on their side if the people on the other side have a good idea. And this is where like Tulsi Gabbard, to me, was the person who should have been the candidate rather than Joe Biden. Now, Tulsi Gabbard would probably have won against Trump. I want not to that have, it matters because it's not like it, the election was valid anyway. Right. But still. But I want to have this conversation with Nina Jankowitz, who is now in charge of the disinformation grievance board under the umbrella of um, the Department of Homeland Security. Is she going to go after the people who are spreading disinformation and lies about Tulsi Gabbard being a, quote, Russian agent, unquote. Because that's obviously, if a former congresswoman who is also on the intelligence committee or the military, whatever board she was on, whatever committee she was on, if she was a Russian agent, a woman who was actually an officer in the National Guard, a congresswoman, and sitting on this on this prestigious board or this prestigious committee while she was in Congress. That would be pretty outrageous. Is Nina Jankowitz going to go after the lies spread about Tulsi Gabbard by Hillary Clinton? Of course not. Of course not then what's the point in having the disinformation grievance board and your no no let's talk to the let's talk to the people who originated um is can we get goebbels on the line goebbels joseph goebbels yeah that's I, him well sh- well sure we can but i'll tell you i i think that conversation would be pretty one-sided jay because he's dead well isn't that how we wanted it <laughs> oh that's right that would be me being the only one talking not just him that's right that's right jay yep because if you're able to control what's disinformation and you can decide, well, I don't like that person. That person's rocking the boat. What Tulsi Gabbard did was she was working at Kentucky Fried Chicken and she told everybody what's in the 11 herbs and spices. And Colonel Sanders didn't like that very much. No, no, this is the DNC, and she actually told everybody what's going on behind the curtain during the primary and how Hillary Clinton stole the primary away from Bernie Sanders. Now, all of a sudden, Tulsi Gabbard is persona non grata. Right. Now, if you can control the narrative and you have the power to decide what is and isn't disinformation, then pretty much you can rig elections. Pretty much? You can pretty much. Nina Jankowitz now has the ability to say, 
Eric, you can't say that about Tulsi Gabbard because we know Tulsi Gabbard was a Russian agent because we said so. Yeah. Uh, I my my point is that it's not pretty much it is they actually can rig elections because all they have to do is say from now on all questions to be asked of each candidate must be passed before us so we can ensure that there's nothing dishonest or misleading about them and then they only ask one candidate softball questions everyone else gets hardball questions and here's the other question for Nina Jankowitz. Why are we suppressing the news about the deal steel dossier actually being a fabrication? Why, why is it that nobody is reporting in the news that the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign was nailed with a whole bunch of fines to the FEC for lying and misleading them on this witch hunt against Donald Trump. And I'm not saying Donald Trump's an angel. Uh -huh. the whole, this whole collusion with Russia was make-believe. And see, that's the thing that kills me about the whole thing. There's a lot they could have used against Donald Trump that they didn't have to make shit up. So why did they make shit up? Why did they have to make shit up? Because if you start going after how Donald Trump may have used the Oval Office for profiteering, then you're going to actually have to start going after the other members of the Senate and Congress and who other their office yeah. who use their office for profiteering. What about Gene Shaheen's husband's no bid contracts in the state of New Hampshire? How is it that Nancy Pelosi has accumulated at least a hundred million dollars in personal wealth while she she's been in the Senate or the Speaker of the House, not the Senate. She's a Congresswoman, right? Yes. Okay. No, she's, she, she, yeah, she's a representative. Okay. How is it that that you have people who go into Congress? They're making only a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, and yet they're making millions of dollars on the side. Where their spouses are making hundreds of millions of dollars on the side. How is it that you have somebody who, like um, Ocasio-Cortez, goes in as a broke congresswoman, and now she's wearing dresses worth hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Met Gala? How is it that we have all of these people who are going to these fancy dinners where it's like $1,000 a plate... They're raking in all of this money. They're making all of this money on the stock market because they have insider information and nobody says boo. Right. How come we can't talk about Mitt Romney and what what company did, what was he the president of? Mitt Romney was the president of what now? Staples. He was president of Staples. He was at Staples before he became the savior of the 2000 Olympics here in Utah. There's a Bain Capital. Oh, yeah, Bain Capital. Forgot about that. Romney founded investment firm Bain Capital. How, co how come we can't talk about that? And the, and, the, and, the, and the fortune that he amassed while he was working for Bain Capital. And then, and not to get too conspiratorial, but when Deval Patrick left the governor's office in Massachusetts. Where did he go? He went to work for Bain Capital and has been amassing millions of dollars while working there. Yeah. Look at all the speeches that the Clintons gave for half a million dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars for giving an hour-long speech. What could you be saying for 45 minutes up to an hour in a speech that's worth half a million dollars? And nobody says anything about that. If you're, if, you're, if you're going to have a ministry of truth or a, what are, what are we calling this now? We're calling this disinformation grievance board. Right. If you're not allowed to talk about information, shouldn't you be kind of obligated to be talking about true information? If you're going to be... be well, here's, here's the thing. Who's going to be in charge of this, right? It's, it's that woman. Nina Jankowitz. Right, but it, it's her. But is there going to be anyone else on that board? Is it going to be just her making the ultimate decisions, or is she in charge of 
I mean, how is how is that going to work? What is the makeup of this grievance board? Because if it's a board, a board would imply that there's more than one person. So she's in charge of it. Who else is going to be on there? Are we going to have representatives from, say, oh, I don't know. Um, oh, my God. A thought just occurred to me. Have you heard that Jen Psaki was actually saying that the grievance board was created by Donald Trump? Is that disinformation? Shouldn't Nina be stepping no, in and saying? That's, that's misinformation. Hold on, I got to look up the definition. Misinformation is false. Or, no, that is disinformation because it is deliberately created to mislead, harm, or manipulate a person, social group, organization, or country. So Jen Psaki is guilty of disinformation because there is no way Donald Trump would have created something like that and it not have been on tw- on CNN 24 hours a day, seven days a week because it is so evil, reprehensible, and against the First Amendment. There is no way at all. Just impossible. So Jen Psaki herself is guilty of it. And I'm sorry, that just kind of popped into my head. It gets to it gets to the whole thing about if you're obligated to point out disinformation or malinformation, misinformation, shouldn't there be somebody who says, hey, listen, you know what? This is what you ought to be talking about. This is what you should be sharing with the American people. This is what's really going on behind the curtain here in Washington. Yeah. We're not allowed to talk about things like that. If you have an obligation to call out falsehoods, then you have an obligation to say you need to report the truth. Here's what the news is missing. Here's what the news is not reporting. About this particular subject. About this particular subject. That one question could take a long time to answer. But if you're going to go after people who are lying, then you ought to be going after the people who are not speaking the entire truth on a topic. But again, that's going to take out all of Congress. Well, there's also a quote, and somebody had applied this to, to, to Charles Schultz and the Peanuts, where this is like Linus is like screaming at the top of the lungs. Mm-hmm. If something can be destroyed by the truth, then something must be destroyed by the truth. Yes. Again, I get back to this. If you have an organization that is out to stomp out lies, then that same organization should be stepping up and saying, here's the whole truth. Here's everything that you ought to know about any given subject. Here's the truth about Hillary Clinton's emails, which is is never going to come out from somebody by Nina Jankowitz. Right. Here's the truth about the lab leak hypothesis. Here's what's really going on at Fort Detrick. Here's what's really going on at this laboratory in Wuhan in Wuhan or Plum Island off the coast of Long Island and Lyme, Connecticut. Here's the real reason why we were interning Japanese at the beginning of World War II. You have this disinformation grievance board, then that means that you're going to have to go go after your own organizations that are spreading disinformation and lies, not just what the Fedora Chronicles is saying on Twitter and on the podcast. Right. It's obscene to think that you're going to have an organization run by somebody like Nina Jankowitz, who's going to say, you can't say that because that's disinformation. I'm going to turn around and say, okay, well, you need to tell the whole story then because I'm just a podcaster in Southern New Hampshire. And these are my resources. This is what I have. And I'm seeing this pattern here. And if I'm connecting dots that don't deserve to be connected. Then what is the truth? Then what's the truth? Why is it that we have to have this disinformation grievance board so soon after Elon Musk buys Twitter and says anything goes? And then the Supreme Court says, okay, if you want to say my body, my choice, I don't want to take the vaccine. And then you say, no, no, you can't apply that. You can't apply my body, my choice when it comes to the vaccine. And the Supreme Court is going to say, okay, well, you know what? Fuck you. No more my body, my choice. Now we're going to get rid of Roe v.s. way. And we're going to kick it back to the states. The states get to decide whether or not you get to have an abortion or not. And I remember you and I having this conversation when I think it was it was Georgia 
who changed their abortion laws. Yep. It, was a, it was Georgia and Mississippi. And I had this crazy thought. What do they know about what's going to happen 18 years from now? Why are we going to, ha- why are we going to need this surplus population as cannon fodder 18 years from now? People thought that that was pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Because the thing is, is that it was just like, you're going to have all of these single mothers living in poverty, raising families in poverty. And these young men and women are going to have no other choice but go into some kind of civil service like the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. Why, why, why are we going to need the surplus population in 18 years from now? What do they know that we don't know? See, I don't, I don't think they know anything. I really don't think they do. I, I don't think it's about a surge in population or anything like that. I really don't. I think just like Joe Biden became president because they were so busy finding faults with the people who were getting popular that they ended up with Joe Biden and they went, well, shit. I don't think they know. I really, <laughs> I really don't. To quote the Joker in The Dark Knight, I'm just like a dog chasing a car that's how they are you know what i mean and i don't want to make it sound like it's only the democrats that are like that the republicans are like that too. right exactly whatever the cause du jour is they chase after it and they put their own spin on their on their own thing and they just suck they have no idea what's going on and they have no idea about the long-term consequences of any of these good ideas Right. Because what's going what's going to happen when all of these poor single women start having all of these unwanted children? What's going to happen to poverty here in the United States when all well, of- they're going to celebrate single mothers even more than they do? OK, sure. And then they're going to demand more money from rich people and they're going to redefine rich like they've constantly been doing, you know. It's a horrible. Rich is it, not just millionaires and billionaires anymore. It's a horrible down, thing down to, to think about. It's a horrible thing to think about. What's going to happen to all of these poor children, these poor unwanted children? And if abortion is going to become illegal, women women are not going to stop having an abortion. Right. Well, they're going to start going into back alleys. And this is where uh, the the people on the right are chasing after the the car, right? They're just a dog chasing the car on this. Abortion's illegal because I'm morally opposed to it. Okay, so what is your plan on dealing with these children that are otherwise unwanted? How are we going to feed them, clothe them, educate them? Because our education system, by the way, is in the shitter. No, that's a topic for another episode. That's a topic in and of itself, right? How are we going to clothe them? How are we going to feed them? How are we going to make sure they're educated? How are we going to deal with them? What are we going to do with them? You're going to put them in the system, put them in the foster care system, which turns out more criminals than any other form of parenting. If you put someone in foster care, they're more likely to get on drugs, they're more likely to commit violent crimes, and they're more likely to be repeat offenders than if they're in a single parent home, a poor single parent home. It turns out less people than the people in the foster care system. So obviously that system's fucking broke. So now you don't want people having abortions. Now what? I agree with the sentiment that abortion is morally wrong. I agree with the sentiment that the courts should not have decided Roe v. Wade. I agree with both of those statements. However, you can't just kick it out without having some other plan in place. So if the Supreme Court does decide that Roe v. Wade is unconstitutional or should not have been judged that way or however they whatever reason they used to excuse it, what they should also say is Congress has until such and such time to come up with a law dealing with this. And if they don't, then it's repealed. And I I think what should happen. And I think that that's exactly what the Supreme Court, this conservative Supreme Court is done, is that they forced Congress and the Senate to show their hand. And I said this. And, they should. and I said this earlier in the show. How how yeah. many how many years has it been since Roe v. Wade? How many years? Jeez, oh, thirty something. I bet you it's closer to forty-five or fifty. Yeah. Roe v. Wade. On January twenty-second, it would be fifty years. Right. They had almost fifty years to pass a law, and they didn't. 
The problem with the Democrats is that this is a hot button issue that helps them raise money. We want which is why they don't they haven't passed a law about it and codifying it into law so that the legal decision can never be overturned. Yeah, because as as long as you're able to raise money by saying that you're trying to protect a woman's right to choose and liberals were able to scare their base into voting for them and donating to their campaigns and their country. Okay, because the thing is, is that now that now that they have the White House and they have Congress and they have the Senate by what one vote, if you count Kamala Harris, and they don't even have a huge majority in the uh, in the House either. They've got till November. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. They have until November. This is this is the Supreme Court. That's been loaded by conservatives forcing everybody's hands. And this is going to be a hot topic issue leading up to the midterm elections. And they may have actually fucked the Republicans because all the Republicans had to do is do nothing. Do nothing till November. Just point out where the Democrats have fucked up. Why the economy. Here's the thing, though. Do you think it's enough to overturn people going to a gas pump? Do you I, think this is enough for for people to to overcome, you know, everything else that's going on? Their freaking grocery bills going up. I mean, hell, it was even a fucking joke at the at the the uh, the press thing, press dinner with with. Joe oh Biden. yeah. You know, Noah, Trevor Noah made that horrible joke. Everything's looking up since you got into office. Gas prices, food prices, rent. <laughs> And they're all laughing at it, but you know He's what? He's not wrong. I've got a house full of people wondering if they're going to be able to actually move out, even though they planned on moving out. And all, you know what I mean? and, and all the economic indicators are pointing towards a recession. Yeah. A beginning of a recession come this October. Well, we're in the beginnings of a recession right now. It's so. going to, it's going to it, it, in three quarters in a row of no growth, negative growth. Right. That's when we you're had- in a recession. You're we're not officially in quarter number two of that. We're right in, yeah at the at the end of quarter three. That's when we'll know that we are actually in the beginning of a recession. Right. Uh, an official recession is after three consecutive quarters of low or no growth. Yep. I don't see any way out of this. I I do not see any way out of this partis- partisan bickering. As a podcaster, I'm I am amused and entertained, and I have plenty of material. As a father and as a husband and as somebody who works for a living, I am fucking terrified. I'm, I'm terrified that it's like while we're talking about abortion, we're not talking about the economy. We're not talking about what they like to call kitchen table issues. Right. And we and we ought to be really concerned. And 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 this is another thing. This is political theater. Yeah. This is political theater that they're playing, but there's there's consequences that the middle class and lower class and working class people are going to have to pay for with blood, sweat and tears. Other than that, Jay, this has been a captivating, upbeating and and life affirming podcast. And I appreciate you. (laughs) I appreciate you, too. All right. I'm going to actually go have dinner, make amends with my wife, clean the kitchen and just hope and pray things do not go sideways <laughs> between now and when, when I edit this episode. Right. Talk to you later, Jay. Yep, talk to you. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions and if it's any good we promise we will read your comment on the air support the show by contributing to our patreon page 
patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner King Fisk signing off and reminding you Keep your chins up and your fedoras on.